following segment is for the Rafua Shalema of Ben Zion Ben Miriam. He should have a speedy, happy, healthy recovery soon through happy means. Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We have made it to the second chapter to Parakshini. We are in the first paragraph of the second chapter, Mishnah Aleph in Parakbet. All of Israel has a share in the world to come. Shenemar, as it is said, the Amech Kulam Sadikim, your people are all righteous, the Olam Yushu Aretz, forever they shall inherit the land. Netzer Matai, they are the branch of my planting. Maase Yadai, the Hispair, the works of my hands in which to take pride. We previously have said that everybody can gain their share as long as they do what's right. We could all be righteous. We could always inherit that which is coming to us as long as we do good and be good. And hopefully this book will get us there. So let's see what the first chapter, of the, what the second chapter, the first paragraph says. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, Ezo lo ha'adam, which is the proper path that choose for himself should a man. Kol lo min ha'adam, any deed that is a credit to the one who does it and earns him the esteem from other people. Be as scrupulous as performing a mitzvah that is minor as in performing a major one. For you do not know the extent of the giving of reward for the various mitzvahs. Calculate the cost of a mitzvah against the rewards, and the reward of a sin against its cost. Consider three things, and you will not come into the grip of sin. Know what is above you, an observant eye, an attentive ear, and all your deeds in a book are recorded. Let's see what the notes on the bottom say. Rabbi, this is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the prince, redactor of the Mishnah, who was reverently referred to as Rabbi Teacher par excellence, or Rabbi Hakadosh, our holy teacher. You do not know the extent of giving the reward. God did not reveal the specific rewards for performance of the mitzvahs, lest the person strive to observe only those that will earn him a greater reward. Calculate the cost. Disregard the cost in time or money in fulfilling a mitzvah. Likewise, do not be misled by the pleasure or profit of a sin. Rather, calculate the eternal reward for a mitzvah against the temporary loss it may cause and the eternal cost of a sin against the temporary benefit it may bring. Consider three things. Look at it. Consider three aspects of what is above you, and you will avoid sin. The three aspects are man's deeds are observed. His words are heard, and he cannot escape the consequence of his behavior because everything he does and says is indelibly recorded. So this Mishnah, this paragraph is very interesting. There's a lot of good practical advice here that we could take and we could look. It is a little bit of a long mission, so I just want to add a few quick things. The credit to the one who does it. We shouldn't do things for credit. We shouldn't do things for its reward, and we shouldn't do things to get the knowledge and for people to know that we did things, but we should do things for its own sake. And we've mentioned before that the best type of good deeds, the best types of kindness, are those that are really unnoticed, those that can never be paid back. That's why they say when you're dealing with a dead person, it's really a chesed shel emet. It's really a kindness 
of truth because that can never be done that can never be rewarded and that's okay because God knows that you do the good deeds and God will reward you even if other men and other women won't reward you you should be as as scrupulous in a minor mitzvah as a, as a big mitzvah because really we don't know what's a, really a big deed or really a small deed because really God is the only one that knows but we could do our part to try to do our best to do as best in all the deeds as we can you know the Torah tells us the Bible tells us that really you get the same reward for sending away a mother bird to take the eggs as you do for, for taking care of your parents and honoring your parents. And we know one of those is much harder than the other to do. So why do we get the same reward? Because we don't really understand what reward comes. Only God does. And we have to do our part as much as we can, even if one might seem harder than the other. We just have to try our best in everything we do. We don't really know the reward of things, only God does. And we have to calculate the costs of bad versus good. If we can try to think about the future, we'll learn later. There's a Mishnah, a paragraph that tells us a wise person is one who learns from everybody. And the Talmud also adds that a wise person is someone who foresees the future, someone who knows the outcome of an event, someone who knows what could happen if you do this bad thing. So you have to calculate the bad versus the good and try to always go towards the good because that should lead you in the right way. Try to remember that there's someone above you, that God is above you. He's looking at what you're doing. He's watching what you're doing. You have to do the right thing even when no one is looking, as a saying I see in schools go. Because really, God is the one that's always looking. He's always listening, and he's writing down everything you do. There's a saying that there's a video recording of your whole life that you're going to watch, and that's the really the worst type of of the life to watch at the end of days because God writes everything down and records everything down and that itself should be a deterrent from doing bad things. This has been the PAL with Tani G. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Tani G.